0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Harsh Head Podcast. I'm your one of your co-hosts, Jared. Sick again. Fuck. Down below, we have the one and only South Jersey Jason. What the hell have you been up to? Because I feel like we haven't recorded in a while. We recorded last week. Beginning of the week, so I think it just just feels wild. Um,
1: Yeah, so let me see. What have I been up to? Um Well, I watched Steven Spielberg's first directorial debut of uh, Duel, which was a TV show. And um, I I guess it was so good that um, Universal picked it up as a feature length. So they had to go back and do some reshoots. But um, I guess it was only like 70 minutes runtime before going to the big screen. But it was really... Have you ever seen Duel? Yeah. Yeah, such a good movie. And... There's really not a lot of dialogue in it, you know, uh, precursor to Jaws, per se, you know, in, in a little bit. But uh, very, very good movie. Would you guys be quiet? Sorry, I'm home alone with the animals. And now they decide to bark. <laughs> so uh, I watched that the other night. And then last night I saw 15 years in the making Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. And yeah. it is it is a fun movie. The budget was only like $15 million. So I'm anxious to see what the weekend total will be. And I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, I saw that I froze. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it's number one or number two at the box office this weekend.
0: Oh, wow. Well. So, okay, and cool. definitely,
1: I, I think definitely it would be my future holiday horror watch list. Um, because if you're not familiar with the movie, it was a Fox trailer. When Eli, when Eli, or Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez did uh, *Planet Terror* and *Death Proof*, it was a Fox trailer with that and *Machete*. And we all saw how *Machete* became its own thing. And I mean, it's got an 83% score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not bad, you know. Uh, a lot of people that I see on social media, my friends, are going to go see it. They definitely left it up for a sequel. I enjoyed it because something different, you know, as far as a killer, it takes place in, uh, Massachusetts, like near Plymouth. So, uh, we have the bad, uh, new England accents. Uh, the kills were, were good. They weren't like gore porn, which like, that's how like Eli Roth first started. If you remember, um, Hostel. uh, uh, well hostile. And he did, um, the hell's that movie uh with where they go camping in the cabin and they get that virus
0: oh um Um, wrong turn no
1: no I. so god it's escaping me right now i can't think of it but that was like one of his first movies and uh you know it was gory because it was like a flesh-eating uh bacteria oh my god something cabin cabin fever cabin fever there you go um so it was it was gory but not just like gore porn like say terrifier uh so the kills were kind of like classic 80s with some modern (laughs) the parade was great i love the parade kill that was just great um they definitely gave you a red herring so throughout the entire movie you're thinking it's this one person and then there's a plot twist in the third act and then when i'm looking back at it Stop. The way they made you think it was this guy was like the killer's body type looked like the red herring, but didn't match the actual killer when you think about it. Sort of like what they did with Scream when they had the female, the female killer, you know. Um Patrick Dempsey was good in it. It's good to see the world sexiest man, you know, he had a good role in it. Um, really, there was no big name people other than Patrick Dempsey. Um, definitely left open for sequel. I wouldn't be surprised if we do get one. Um, the only, the only bad thing I had to say about it was the casting of the high school kids. They look legit. Like they should be in like senior year of college. Gotcha. Yeah. Especially like, uh, the one, the one football player. I mean, my, my brother's traps were like Goldberg's back in his day, you know,
0: <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but they've that's... always done that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, and you know, they're, the casting, like you had your stereotypical jock, your token person, but it wasn't like over the top. It felt like eh, you were in high school. It wasn't like you didn't, you know how you just don't care about the characters. You you legitimately kind of did care for the main teenagers per se. Gotcha. So, but yeah, definitely go check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that soon. Um, and I think that's. Horror-wise, oh, I watched The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, in two days. Phenomenal. I loved it. Because Norman Reed is just, I I enjoy him as an actor. And I always felt like on The Walking Dead, they really didn't give him enough screen time. You know, I guess there's so many different characters. So it was good to see him in a title role. And you get to see... Just his acting chops and it was actually kind of cool because he's in france and there's like this talk not toxin like a serum that the the this french reason i don't know paramilitary if you want to call them inject into the zombies so they become like almost like resident evil where they're like balls to the wall crazy. Oh. So yeah, something different. Um, but yeah, if I know you haven't watched The Walking Dead at all, right? Nope. Yeah. So um for the fans of The Walking Dead, I highly recommend the Daryl Dixon one.
0: Very cool. What about you? All right. So this is not horror at all, but I want everyone to watch Dear Mama. That was uh one of the best documentaries i've ever seen about tupac and his mother fantastic i'm not gonna say yeah. it had so much footage that i've never seen before and i've watched a shit ton of tupac docs like i grew up on tupac tupac's always been one of my favorite people rappers everything so uh yeah i would th- and it's
1: episodic right oh yeah
0: it's hour long and i think there's five episodes okay okay so it's long but it goes into his life and his mom's life. A lot of the Black Panther stuff, how she um played her own attorney. She defended herself. She won. So I mean now was she
1: in the original Black pa- Black oh, Panthers yeah. or more the revival? Uh, oh, okay. she was in the original. So she was sp- there with uh Huey, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. So she was All uh right. one of the top women in it. And um it was fascinating to watch. It really was. It was really well done. I loved every second of it. The because I know one of the Hughes brothers died, right?
1: Uh yeah, those are brothers. I thought there was just one, John Hughes.
0: No, the Hughes brothers, the guys that did like *Menace the Society*. Well, there was John Hughes,
1: right? Who did *Boys in a Hood*? Is that the, did he do *Menace to Society* too? I
0: thought it was the Hughes brothers.
1: I don't know, but I know John Hughes passed
0: away. And then his brother did it. Okay. Okay. And that's what what Dear Mama you said? Yep. Dear Mama on uh Hulu. Okay. Fantastic.
1: You know, and to go to go into that, um, I watched the Millie Vanilli documentary in Paramount and you know, we all remember Millie Vanilli and the scandal and how I remember uh Damon Wayans and who was the other guy in Living Color played them like in a skit. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But um I knew like they were just a pawn in the big society. Like they got played bad. Like, so the producer, he already had the the song written and sung by this other guy. When they signed the contract, they didn't know until after they signed the contract that they're lip syncing, but they were under the impression that it was one and done. And that song uh, was blaming on the rain. Uh, was it Blame It On the Rain or a Girl He Knows True? One of them, whichever one came out first, was such a big success, they had to do a follow up. So they did, I think it was Blame It On the Rain. So by that time, Arista Records had signed them to a contract, which is run by Clive. Um, I forget the guy's name, but he signed like everyone he can think of. And they all knew that um, they were lip syncing. So they wanted to follow up on their second album. Singing their own, and I mean, they weren't anything big, you know. That's how they got signed in the first place, because they were they had formed their own band and were actually legit singers. But they were told, "No, you can't do that." So everyone knew that they were lip syncers, except for their manager at Arista. And the reason they won the Grammy was because he submitted them.
0: Uh-huh. Now, when
1: when you look at who they were against. For like best new artist, it was um tone, or, or song of the year. It was Tone Loke, Indigo Girls, and like someone else, like legit singers. And then one of the roles in the Grammys is you have to sing live. <laughs> so when they sang, their producer paid off the head of the Grammys to have them lip sync. Okay. So by that time, um, they, they were, they were like, you know what? Okay. You want us to lip sync? We're going to play your game. We're going to do everything, you know, give us the money, the women, everything. And then, but it got to a point though, where fab, he wanted to really sing and the guy's like, Nope, 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 Nope. So he threatened, well, we'll, we'll go to the press. Well, the producer went to the AP and said, yep, there's they're, they're, they're lip syncers. So threw them to the wolves they went before the press the press chewed them up and spit them out you know so um fast forward 10 years later um the other Millie vanilla guy if i can't think of his name he basically he got he got into hardcore drugs and um he eventually went to rehab once fab helped him but then when he got re- when he re- got released from rehab he od'd on pills and and booze so and fab fab the 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 uh the singer he's actually really he's really good like he put out his own album like in the late 90s and it was kind of like um soft rock like hooting blowfish type music you know he's actually really good so he's from originally from france so he then moved to like hungary was living a quiet life met his wife there she didn't know who he was from the next guy until Her friends told her. So he's real big over there. Like when there's like summer concerts, he'll go out and play his own stuff and then he'll play like the classics and he's good. Like it's, it's sad. Like how these corporations, you know, yeah, flat out use you and throw you, you know, to the gutter when they don't need you anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Talk about being thrown into the gutter. You want to get today's.
1: Yeah, we were, we were a couple days shy
0: of the 60th anniversary. We are. Um, the 22nd, which is... Wednesday. Two days after this airs. So yeah. it's been 60 years since this happened. So if you're listening, you may want to pull over and watch, because we got some cool videos and pictures to show you. And uh, you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Alright guys, so everyone knows the story. I'm gonna do a quite quick little synopsis for maybe people that were been living under the ocean for the last sixty years. <laughs> but on November twenty-second, nineteen sixty-three, John F. Kennedy, the thirty-fifth president of the United States, was assassinated while riding in a presidential motorcade through Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas. Kennedy was in the vehicle with his wife Jacqueline, Texas Governor John Connolly, and Connolly's wife Nellie. When he was fatally shot from nearby Texas School Book Depository by former U.S. Marine Lee Harvey Oswald, the motorcade rushed to Parkland Memorial Hospital, where Kennedy was pronounced dead about 30 minutes after the shooting. Connolly was also wounded in the attack, but recovered. Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson assumed the presidency upon Kennedy's death. After the assassination, Oswald returned home to retrieve a pistol. He shot lone Dallas policeman J.D. Tibbett shortly afterwards. Around 70 minutes after Kennedy and Connolly were shot, Oswald was apprehended by the Dallas Police Department and charged under Texas state law with the murders of Kennedy and Tippit. At 11.21 a.m. on November 24th, 1963, as live television cameras covered Oswald's being moved through the basement, of Dallas Police Headquarters, he was fatally shot by Dallas nightclub operator Jack Ruby. Like Kennedy, Oswald was taken to Parkland Medical Ho- Memorial Hospital, where he soon died. Ruby was convicted of Oswald's murder, though he the decision was overturned on appeal, and Ruby died in prison in 1967 while awaiting a new trial. After a 10-month investigation, the Warren Commission concluded that Oswald assassinated Kennedy that Oswald acted entirely alone, and that Ruby acted alone in killing Oswald.
1: Wasn't, um... Was Bush on that? President Bush? The first Bush?
0: I don't know if he was part of the CIA yet. Okay. 60... Maybe? Okay, yeah. Uh, Four years later, New Orleans DA Jim Garrison brought the only trial for Kennedy's murder against businessman Clay Shaw. Shaw was acquitted... Under federal investigations, just as the Rockefeller Commission and Church Committee agreed with the Warren Commission's general findings in its 1979 report, the United States House Select Committee on Assassinations concluded that Kennedy was likely assassinated as a result of a conspiracy. The HSCA did not identify people, possible conspirators, conspirators, but concluded that that there was a high probability that two gunmen fired at the president. The HSCA's conclusions were largely based on a police recording later debunked by the U.S. Justice Department. Kennedy's assassination is still the subject of widespread debate and has spawned many conspiracy theories and alternative scenarios. Polls have found that a majority of Americans believe there was a conspiracy. The assassination left a profound impact and was the first of four major assassinations during the 1960s in the United States. (coughs) Pardon me. Coming two years before the assassination of Malcolm X in 65, and five years before the assassinations of Martin Luther King Jr. and Kennedy's brother Robert in 1968, Kennedy was the fourth U.S. president to be assassinated and is the most recent to have died in office. So... This is the story we've been told over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and we're going to prove goal. to you right now that it's straight bullshit. Mm-hmm. All right. So, during this broadcast, right now, first, here's John F. Kennedy, if you ever grew up somewhere that didn't know who JFK was <laughs> or look like.
1: I bet you the, ch- the
0: children of today don't know. Maybe. So that's JFK and this man, this idiot, I think he was a spy because there's no way we got him out of Russia so fast, but we'll go into that. All right. it's Lee Harvey Oswald. Now, here's what we're told. We look at the Texas school depository. He's in that red window right up there. You can see it. All right. We have the Grassy Knoll right here. We have the bruder film being here. The Picket Fence here. So, there's a lot of information here.
1: Well, even going back to the photo of Oswald, haven't they even said that that's... Oh, it's been, doctored um, photo- because the yeah. shadows
0: are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if we... We'll, we'll take a break from that real quick. Let's see the... So, apparently, if you look under his chin, it's high noon. But if you look at that tree... It's to the left, mm-hmm. so the shadows are wrong. Right, right. I'm no expert, but I can see that right here. The shadow mm-hmm. against that door is to the left of where that tree is over here. Whereas mm-hmm. under his neck is dead straight. That's th- and his arm, right? Uh, well, it would be his left elbow. Mm-hmm. That shadow is coming from the gun, so that right. sun would be over here. Yeah. So that's different arms, different place, different head. Yeah. So, you guys can talk about that amongst yourselves. That's
1: not Oswald. That's Gary Oldman.
0: (laughs) He played a great Oswald, though. Yes, he did. I did watch that movie in preparation. Such a great movie. I pre ordered
1: it on 4K, too. There you go.
0: All right. So, what we're told is spot. So, the Zapruder film is right here, right here. So, in between four and three is where he was shot. I'd say right by the M in Elm Street is where the final kill shot came from, okay? Now, Oswald, we're being told, is in this building. So, as a Marine sniper, why isn't the kill shot at number one? Why isn't the kill shot at number two? This motorcade actually even parked under this building. He could have threw the rifle at Kennedy. Mm Mm-hmm and hit him because he weren't moving. Yeah. Why did the kill come at the end? Why did the sniper pick tree cover a winding road to make the shot when he had one two opportunities? doing 10 miles an hour down this yeah. block.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong, the last shot where his head kicked back in the back of his head... Oh, you're going to see it frame for frame, they're, baby. They're saying that actually came from behind, right? Is yeah, that that's right? we're yeah. still
0: being told the yeah. upcoming shot came from behind. All right, so I don't have the original... I don't know what I did with it, but I have the slowed down frame-by-frame frame version. Now, remember, guys... He's killed at the Elm Street M right here in between four and three. It wasn't Oswald. It was Freddy Krueger. Yes. Okay. (laughs) But so Oswald's clearly behind, right? Clearly behind. All right. So viewer discretion advised. This is going to be the first time we put one of them in here, but here it comes. All right. So this is a highly zoomed in, very slowed down version of a Zabruder film. I don't know what I did with the full version of this, but after right about three is where Kennedy's first hit in the neck. He's hit. He's hit in the back. Now, it's hard to tell if that came from the front or back, but he grabbed like this. Yeah. If I get hit by something, I'm grabbing from where the entrance came. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I've pierced my fingers with screwdrivers all the way through, and it was where the impact was that hurt. And he went like this. So, to me, that's from the front. Here is the slow down Subruder film of the actual kill shot. Just Pretty imagine, cool. I mean,
1: just imagine, like,
0: you're Jackie. See, and- that's one thing that's bothered me through all my research at JFK. Jackie wasn't as hysterical as I thought she would be the entire time. Yeah. Like, I understand you're a first lady, but your fucking husband just got horribly whacked in front of you. Yeah. I, I'm not saying she was in on it. I'm saying there's a chance maybe she was expecting it. Because you never saw her fully break down, and I find that weird. I could be completely wrong. That's just. I You're don't right.
1: Because in all the photos you see, like, whether it's when Lyndon Johnson's being sworn in or she's getting off the of Air Force One with the casket.
0: It, it's either shock. Yeah. Or she kind of knew it. Or he messed with too many ladies. Uh. Which. I'm going to say the ladies. <laughs> he, he did. I mean, there's there's no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. All right, so... so
1: she- Shelly joined us. Hi,
0: Shelly! The film we are going to play right now, we already played the video. So we showed you the map. And if you truly believe Lou Lee Harvey Oswald, basically a career screw-up so much that Russia did not want him in their country, pulled off these two shots... From behind to a swerving road with tree cover, then I got a couple of bridges to sell to you. Cause no. No. But so here we have Oh, sorry. Jack Ruby. Definitely connected to the New Orleans mob. No doubt about it. Nightclub owner. Connected, well connected, connected enough to get into a police basement with a handgun, mm-hmm. right yeah. after a presidential assassination, right. And then here on live TV, millions of people watched Lee Harvey Oswald get shot by Jack. And Ruby. that was probably the first ever on live on air killing. I think so. I mean, yeah, I think so. So now we have a dead president. We have the assassination guy, the assassinator, the assassin, (laughs) and then the assassin of the assassin all in a couple days, Mm -hmm. right before Lee Harvey Oswald was about to testify to the police. Timing? Very weird. All right. So this, this story starts way back. Way before 1963, this starts with bootlegging millionaires back in the 30s and 40s. You got to look at the father, yeah, Joe Kennedy, crooked Joe Kennedy. <laughs> uh, although there is no concrete evidence to connect Kennedy Senior to the outfit and/or the five families of New York and any other OC hanging around, there's been speculation for some time that Kennedy Senior rubbed shoulders closely. Because as as soon as Prohibition ended, Kennedy Sr. was at the foothold of the whiskey distribution for the United States. So the mob, the gangsters who ran all this for Prohibition was like, oh, Mr. Kennedy, here's our business. Yeah. No. (laughs) That didn't happen. So for the 12 years Prohibition was there, whiskey and all alcohol was illegal to make and sell in the United States. So this is when all the mobs, the outfit, New York, Chicago, New Orleans, Florida, wherever, came to the power. Because they were making so much money off the whiskey trade, and they just give it all up. So, coming back to the future, we have a president with pretty much advertised mob connections trying to win the Democratic vote. Now, Illinois, Chicago, was technically Democratic, so you can't really say that the mob swayed the vote, but the numbers doubled over the last year. Hmm. So there was a sway. So we have the president trying to win the Democratic vote, doing everything he can to avoid a war in Vietnam, and dealing with Cuba issues while banging everything with a dress (laughs) and becoming Eskimo brothers with Sam Giancana. You guys don't know who that is. That's pretty much the guy who took over the Chicago outfit after Al Capone left. Or, not left, but got incarcerated. So there's Momo, Sam Giancata. Alright. So, who was the godfather of Chicago La Costa Nostra? By means of Judith Campbell for JFK. And then all three of these guys... I've been connected to the Marilyn Monroe. Who's Judith Campbell? I don't. I couldn't find a lot. So there's probably a Wikipedia page. Mm. So then we have Marilyn Monroe who hooked up with all three.
1: She hooked up with Sam Giancana. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. From the one documentary I watched on
0: Marilyn,
1: yeah, the 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 JFK boys like took turns with her. That mm. was bad. Yeah. And
0: RFK had a bad for. Her. Bad. Yeah, yeah. And it makes sense why RFK went after the mob like he did.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: was relentless. Yeah. You had Joe Edgar Hoover saying there is no mob, Jack of Hoover. No mob. No mob. No mob. No mob. No mob.
1: Oh I didn't know that.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah he they had shit on him because they knew he was a cross dresser. Right, right. So no mob, no mob, no mob. But the Attorney General of the United States is hunting bob, 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 bob all day, every day.
1: Right, okay.
0: Even when they helped his brother get in the fucking office. Right, yeah. So a lot of shit's going on for Kennedy right now. Who really killed JFK? There's many different theories, and we're gonna go through a couple of them. The CIA conspiracy. Addressing speculation that Oswald was a CIA agent, CIA agent. Or had some relationship with the agency, the Warren Commission st- stated in 1964 <laughs> that their investigation revealed no evidence that Oswald was ever employed by the CIA in any capacity. The House Select Committee on Assassinations reports similarly in 1979 that there was no indication in Oswald's CIA file that he had ever had contact with the agency. But yet he was able to come and go from Russia okay. with his wife. With no problem right. in 1963. Yeah. <laughs> during the hunt of communism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Bullshit. In 1995, former U.S. Army Intelligence Officer and National Security Agency Executive Assistant John M. Newman published evidence that both the CIA and FBI deliberately tampered with their files on Lee Harvey Oswald, both before and after the assassination. Furthermore, he found that both agencies withheld information that might have alerted the authorities in Dallas that Oswald posted a potential threat to the president. Subsequently, Newman expressed the belief that the CIA Chief of Counterintelligence, James Angleton, was probably the key figure in the assassination. According to Newman, only Angleton had the access, the authority, and the, the bi- diabolically ingenious mind to manage this sophisticated plot. However, Newman surmised that the cover operation was not under James Angleton, but under Alan Dulles, the former CIA director and later Warren Commission member who had been dismissed by Kennedy after the failed Bay of Pigs invasion. So (laughs) these motherfuckers put Alan Dulles on the Warren Commission for the president who shit canned him Mm -hmm. after fucking him over with no air cover in Cuba. Why is he on the commission? Right. In 1977, the FBI released 40,000 files pertaining to the assassination of Kennedy, including an April 3rd, 1967, memorandum by Deputy Director Cartha DeLoach to, associ- to Associate Director Clyde Tolson that was written less than a month after President Johnson learned from J. Edgar Hoover about CIA plots to kill Fidel Castro. You can see. <coughs> yeah, I love one me. of
1: the attempts to kill him was with an exploding cigar.
0: (laughs) It just reminds me of like the Looney Tunes uh, cartoons from back in the day. Yep. The memorandum reads, Marvin Watson, advisor to President Johnson, called me late last night and stated that the president had told him in an off moment that he was now convinced that there was a plot in connection with the JFK assassination. Watson stated the president felt that the CIA had something to do with the plot. Later, Cartha DeLoach testified to the church committee that he felt this to be sheer speculation. Speculation. There's, there's no top on the convertible. There's windows everywhere. Yeah. Like, hello. Yeah. Shadow government conspiracy. I don't know how deep we're going to go into this one because we're talking West Iranian gold mines, Rockefeller Family, Indonesian Summit. This one's just over the fucking top. It's basically about Alan does arrange to have Lee Harvey Oswald take sole responsibility for the assassination. So they're putting all this on Dulles. Mm -hmm. What kind of does make sense here? the Military-Industrial Complex. In the farewell speech given by U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower before he left office on January 17, 1961, he warned the nation about the power of the military establishment and the arms industry. In the Council of Government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the Military-Industrial Complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Some conspiracy theorists have argued that Kennedy planned to end the involvement of the United States in Vietnam and was therefore targeted by those who had an interest in sustained military conflict, including the Pentagon and the defense contractors. Yes. Mhm I strongly believe Kennedy wanted nothing to do with Vietnam because we mm-hmm. shouldn't have had anything to do with Vietnam mm-hmm. and he was also huge into the uh, civil rights movement mm-hmm. so I mean, Kennedy was a good dude he he wanted he, to, was. he was trying to change the world, yep, and, when and sh- it makes
1: you wonder if he was never killed. If Martin Luther King was never killed or Bobby Kennedy was never killed, here's
0: the sad part where would we be today? They would have been killed another time. Yeah. It's just, I hate saying that because these guys were icons. These guys fought for what they fought for, what was right. Mm -hmm. But you're talking about the strongest military in the world, less than 20 years removed from World War II, the biggest, most epic. Most powerful fight. I mean, back then, people knew generals' names. Yeah. You read the paper every day. You were supporting these troops. And then these old generals who got, you know, wartime promotions to these high seats on the board, now no one gives a fuck about you and we're trying to take away your budget. Mm -hmm. So it's really a flip of the hat. And. What happened? The second Kennedy was shot. Went to Vietnam. Lyndon B. Johnson sent a fuck ton of people to die in Vietnam.
1: Yep.
0: All right. So we got the Secret Service conspiracy. The HSCA reported that it investigated alleged Secret Service comp- complicity in the assassination and concluded that the Secret Service was not involved. I don't believe it was either. No. However the HSCA declared the secret Service was deficient in the performance of its duties. No mm-hmm. one was by the car.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm sorry. Since the 1900s, the fucking Pope, you can't even see him through people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is 1963. Like, Texas! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone in that fucking crowd has a gun!
1: Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. <laughs> you know, the fact that it was in Texas when he was getting shot. The people in the crowd didn't start like just like looking and shooting. (laughs) Yeah, because you
0: can't have a. Well, I'm shocked that they actually went to Texas, as red as that state is. I mean, that Kennedy stood for. They they did. They did. That Irish kid. Yeah. (sighs) so they're saying the Secret Service did fuck up, and did they fuck up, or were they ordered to fuck up? Because if. You know the CI the Secret Service, they have plans upon plans upon plans upon plans. There'd be there'd be snipers up in the fucking houses. Every time a window opened they would have a scope on it. Yeah. So No. It just sucks. Sucks, 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 sucks. Cuban Exiles conspiracy. The committee believes, on the basis of the evidence available to it, that anti-Castro-Cuban groups as groups were not involved in the assassination of President Kennedy, but that the available evidence does not preclude the possibility that individual members may have been involved. They could have been. With the 1959 Cuban Revolution that brought Fidel Castro to power, many Cubans left Cuba to live in the United States. Many of these exiles hoped to overthrow Castro and return to Cuba. Their hopes were dashed with the failed Bay of Pigs invasion of 1961 and many blamed President Kennedy for the failure. It was his failure. He had second thoughts about it and did not perform the right things because there's no way we can't take a tiny island. (laughs) (laughs) All right. President Kennedy's popularity among the Cuban exiles had plunged deeply by 1963 Their bitterness is illustrated in a tape recording of a meeting of anti castro Cubans and right-wing Americans in the Dallas suburb of Farmer's Branch on October 1st, 1963. So this one, I think, holds half the weight. We're going to go with the organized crime conspiracy. In 1964, the Warren Commission found no evidence leaking Ruby's killing of Oswald with any broader conspiracy to assassinate President Kennedy. The commission concluded, based on its evaluation of the record, the commission believes that the evidence does not establish a significant link between Ruby and organized crime. What?
1: <laughs>
0: you're like... You're federal investigators and you couldn't link Ruby to the New Orleans Mafia? Are you fucking kidding me? Both state and federal officials have indicated that Ruby was not affiliated with organized crime activity. There's thousands of witnesses. He's fucking connected. He's a bag man. Nope, there's lies right there. However, in 1979, the House Select Committee on Assassinations wrote... The committee believes, on this basis of the evidence available to it, that the National Syndicate of Organized Crime as a group was not involved in the assassination of President Kennedy, but that available evidence does not preclude the possibility that individual members may have been involved. Robert Blakely, who is chief counsel for the HSCA, would later conclude in his book, The Plot to Kill the President, that New Orleans Mafia boss Carlo. Marcello was likely part of a Mafia conspiracy behind the assassination and the Mafia had the means and the opportunity required to carry it out. 50-50 on that one. I'll get more into that when we're done. In a 1993 Washington Post article, Blakely added, It is difficult to dispute the underworld pedigree of Jack Ruby. Though the Warren Commission did it in 1964, Author Gerald Posner similarly ignores Ruby's ties to Joseph Savello, the organized crime boss in Dallas. His relationship with Joseph Campisi, the number two man in the mob in Dallas, is even more difficult to ignore. In fact, Campisi and Ruby were close friends. They had dinner together at Campisi's restaurant, the Egyptian Lounge, on the night before the assassination. After Ruby was jailed for killing Oswald, Campisi regularly visited him. The select committee thought Campisi's connection to Marcello was telling. He told us, for example, that every year at Christmas, he sent 260 pounds of Italian sausage to Marcello, a sort of a mafia tribute. We also learned that he called New Orleans up to 20 times a day. Mm. Government documents have revealed that some members of the mafia worked worked with the Central Intelligence Agency on assassination attempts against Cuban leader Fidel Castro. That's correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in summer in 1960, the CIA recruited ex-FBI agent Robert Mayhew to approach the West Coast representative of the Chicago mob, Johnny Rosselli. When Mayhew contacted Rosselli, Mayhew hid the fact that he was sent by the CIA, instead portraying himself as an advocate for the international corporations. He offered to pay $150,000 to, ca- to have Castro killed, but Roselli declined any pay. Roselli introduced Mayhew to two men he referred to as Sam Gold and Joe. Sam Gold was Sam Jacana, Joe was Santo Traficante, the Tampa, Florida boss, hmm. and one of the most powerful monsters in pre-Revolution Cuba. Glenn Kessler of the Washington Post explained, After Fidel Castro led a revolution that topped a friendly government in 1959, the CIA was desperate to eliminate him, so the agency sought out a partner equally worried about Castro the mafia which had lucrative investments in cuban casinos and that's what the mafia wanted they wanted cuba mm-hmm. they always wanted cuba it was it was it was vegas for the 60s yeah. instead of vegas for the 50s this was their next step so pretty crazy yeah in his memoir, Bound by Honor, Bill Bonanno, son of New York Mafia boss Joe Bonanno, disclosed that several Mafia families had long-standing ties with the anti castro Cubans through the Havana casinos operated by the Mafia before the Cuban revolutionary Revolution. Many Cuban exiles and Mafia bosses disliked President Kennedy, blamed him for the Bays of Pigs invasion. <coughs> they also really disliked his brother, then United States Attorney General, Robert F. Kennedy, who had conducted an unprecedented legal assault on organized crime. This was especially provocative because several Mafia families allegedly worked with JFK's father, Joseph Kennedy, to get JFK elected. Both the Mafia and the anti-Castro Cubans were experts in assassination. The Cubans have been trained by the CIA. Bonato reported that he recognized the high degree of involvement of other mafia families when Jack Ruby killed Oswald, since Bonato was aware that Ruby was an associate of the Chicago mobster, Sam J. Cato. So, what the fuck did the Warren Committee do for 18 months? Just make <laughs> up shit sitting there? Yeah. Pretty There's much. like 18 volumes of this shit, too. Yep. Good lord.
1: How am I? Some conspiracy researchers have alleged a plot.
0: Yeah, I'm not trying to read all of it. Uh, so we have the Mafia is the head contender with the CIA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not the first time the Mafia was contacted. They were right, they, in World War II. Yeah, Lucky right, yeah. Luciano yeah. took it upon himself to protect the docks. Yeah. So when he got arrested again, we let him go to um, Italy instead of Mm -hmm. going to jail. Mm -hmm. Lyndon B. Johnson conspiracy. Mm. Says I'm on page two. There's no way I'm on page two. How are we doing for time? Oh, we're good. We got this. All right. A 2003 Gallup poll indicated that nearly 20% of Americans suspected Lyndon B. Johnson of being involved in the assassination of Kennedy. Critics of the Warren Commission have accused Johnson of plotting the assassination because he disliked the Kennedys and feared that he would be dropped from the Democratic ticket for the 1964 election. Probably right about that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so this whole thing is about how they didn't like him. So he had him killed. I don't think Lyndon B. Johnson was smart enough to have Kennedy killed. Right. Yeah. So we're going to continue on. Where's the next one? George H.W. Bush conspiracy. This is Papa Bush. The non-idiot Bush. I mean, I know he's done a lot of fucked up things, but he's a hell of a lot smarter than this one. Yeah. All right. Some critics of the official findings theorize that George H.W. Bush was involved in the assassination of a as a CIA operative in Dealey Plaza. In the book, Plausible Denial, was the CIA involved in the assassination of JFK. American attorney Mark Lane suggests that Bush worked out of a Houston office as a CIA agent at the time of the assassination. In the book, Family of Secrets, Russ Baker contends that Bush became an intelligence agent in his teenage years and was later at the center of a plot to assassinate Kennedy that included his father, Prescott Bush, Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson, CI Director Alan Dulles, Cuban and Russian exiles and immigrants, and various Texas oilmen. According to Baker, Bush was in Dallas on the night before and morning of the assassination. So, CIA agents are going to be around the fucking president. I mean, this one doesn't hold much water for me. Let's continue. On November 29, 1963, exactly one week after the assassination, an employee of the FBI wrote in a menu, menu, memo that Mr. George Bush of the CIA was given a briefing on the reaction to the assassination by Cuban exiles living in Miami. Joseph McBride speculated that the George Bush cited in the menu was the future U.S. president, George H.W. Bush, who was appointed head of the CIA by President Gerald Ford in 1976. Thirteen years after the assassination, during Bush's presidential campaign in 1988, the memo resurfaced, prompting the CIA to claim that the memo was referring to an employee named George William Bush. (sighs) Yeah, I'm done with that one. This is more... Soviet government conspiracy. There's so many conspiracies. DK Hearst and wound alteration. Here we go. So, when Kennedy's body arrived, it's state law to do the autopsy in the state the murder happened mm-hmm. in. Federal wanted nothing to do with the state agency. So, they brought in their own boys. And a lot of weird shit happened. JFK's brain disappeared. Where'd that go? Was here what we got here? <laughs> Random unfired bullets were found on the body. Like, someone placed a bullet by the body. And they did a lot of wound manipulation to make it look like he was shot in the back. Very weird shit happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the... Um, during the... Uh, while he was in the hospital room, still technically alive... They took the limo, cleaned it, posed everything down so Jackie wouldn't be upset. You have a crime scene of the president of the United States. Why he's in surgery. We're not going to look this over. We're just going to wash it. I'm sure Jackie Kennedy doesn't give a fuck what this limo looks like. She's not going to get back in it. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Yes. A lot of weird shit going on. David Lifton presented a scenario in which conspirators on Air Force One removed Kennedy's body from its original bronze casket and placed it in a shipping casket. While en route from Dallas to Washington, once the presidential plane arrived at Andrews Air Force Base, then shipping casket with the president's body in it was taken by helicopter from the side of the plane that was out of television camera's view. Kennedy's body was then taken to an unknown location, most likely Walter Reed Air Army Medical Center, to surgically alter the body to make it appear that he was shot only from the rear. And if you, I don't have it on here, if you saw the Kennedy autopsy, everything we saw with our own eyes from real footage is not how it ended up looking. Mm -hmm. Because the whole back's missing. Right. Not the front like we saw. Part of Lifton's theory comes from a HSCA assassination report of an interview of Lieutenant Richard Lipsy on January 18, 1978. By committee staff members Donald Purdy and Mark Flanagan, according to the report, Lieutenant Richard Lipsy said that he and General Wheel had met President Kennedy's body at Andrews Air Force Base. Lippy placed the casket in a hearse to be transported to Bethesda Naval Hospital. Lipsy mentioned that he and Wheel then flew by helicopter to Bethesda and took the body of JFK into the back of Bethesda. Lipsy said that a decoy hearse had been driven to the front of Bethesda. With Lipsy's mention of a decoy hearse at Bethesda, Lifton theorized that the casket removed by Lipsy from Air Force One from the side of the plane exposed to television was possibly a decoy and was likely empty. Why are we playing these games? Why is this even like a thing? Mm-hmm. where there's smoke, there's fire. So then the other guy is saying that it didn't happen. Then we have Federal Reserve, which I'm not even going to get into because it's retarded. <laughs> not to use that word. I hate that word. But silly. And it drives me crazy. So, Mr. South Jersey Jason, who do you think killed Kennedy? I think... You know, I it's to me, it's either
1: the CIA or the mob, but i'm I'm thinking maybe the CIA c- contracted the mob to do it, you know. Um, obviously, there was more than one shooter. You know, we have the smoke coming from the grassy knoll. Um, not I mean, it's even been proven many times that with using that type of rifle, you can't get off that number of shots accurately
0: get off, you can't even fire that many shots in that amount yeah. of time, because yeah. it, it takes yeah. that long to recycle the chamber. Right, right. So And without even using a, well, he had a scope, but I mean that, I
1: mean that, you know, I'm not a... Uh, winding not...
0: road, tree cover, downhill. Yeah. I'm given he... even some of the best snipers with an automatic rifle landing two or three of their shots.
1: Right so i i think there was two shooters working together i think you know. there's more than that
0: maybe one for each turn of the vehicle so i'm going to bring the map back up so i think we have the grassy knoll there's definitely a shooter there because mm-hmm. that right there but i think the kill shot came from this fence right right here because he could be hidden under that tree cover Straight line to the front of him. So, right at M, if you're in between these trees on four, you can pop it. Yeah. Now, we're also forgetting the senator next door, governor. Governor, colony or senator, colony. governor? Yeah. yeah. He was hit twice. Yeah. But you forgot the magic bullet. We're not even talking about <laughs> the magic bullet, because that's such <laughs> bullshit. So, a bullet fired from up there in a shitty gun caused 12 wounds?
1: Yeah,
0: 12! According to
1: Arlen Specter. Oh,
0: Arlen Specter. (laughs) That fucking guy. So, there was 12 wounds total. You guys can watch JFK to talk about the zigzag, but it's such bullshit, I don't even want to bring it in here. But, I'm saying at least four shooters. Mm -hmm. I'm no doubt think Oswald was in the school book depository, but he was a shitty marine. So I'm giving him... I don't think he's hitting shit from up there. Again, Uh, if you're a solid Marine sniper, Kennedy's dead at one.
1: Yeah,
0: Because it's coming at you. It's slower. And if you ever played any fucking video game in your life, that's the easier shot than a fucking winding car through trees from up top with people everywhere. If you look, one, all the people are in this park. One is your kill shot. Two is if you fucking missed.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because three, the swerving, and then you have limited time because once Mm. you hit four, you're under the overpass. So I'm saying there's a shooter behind this fence. There's a shooter at the knoll. And I think there's a shooter across main street. There might even be a shooter in these trees by this pole Mm -hmm, mm because that's where the neck shot came from
1: yeah as soon as he turns
0: this corner right before three is where he starts grabbing his neck
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i watched that video a hundred fucking times to time that out yeah so right there the fact that kennedy's not killed on houston street but killed here on elm street Um, and yes that is where the title of the movie came Mm -hmm. from and why I haven't gone. I've been to Dallas a few times, but I really need I was just to... about to ask you and all your travels for work. Have you been there? I just haven't had time while in Texas, but that's one stop I definitely got to make.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, I've seen... Um, I've been people's... to the
0: Tupac Post.
1: Oh, have you? Yeah. Because um, there's, like, an X on DLE, like, yeah. on the street there. Yeah. yeah that's where the um, final shot came. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Shoot, I forget. Oh, and I know we were talking about JFK, but another favorite assassination on film well not film but uh small screen quantum leap when sam leaped into lee harvey oswald oh yeah yeah
0: that was a good two-parter i love that one but i i don't think the mob pulled off this hit i think they were involved no i think i think uh well yeah um but the, the the crossfire is too military
1: Yes, the mob isn't... That's not a
0: mob-style hit. No. Could they do it? Yeah, because they have the payroll. They can hire whatever they want. The mob could have done this. But the mob can't control the Secret Service. The mob can't have the people off. The mob can't control who the Secret Service lets open an umbrella, who they let have cameras out, who let windows. The mob can't control that. The mob don't use rifles, yeah,
1: and anything... Not saying they
0: can't buy a gun and right. hire, you know, a fucking, uh, 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 not a gunsman, but like a sharpshooter.
1: Yeah. If anything, they were behind the assassination of Lee Harvey Oswald.
0: Without a doubt. Yeah. And just to prove that he was killed right before they were taking him to questioning. And somehow Jack Ruby got through all those cops with a handgun right up to him. I don't know, man. It's yeah, something we're never going to do. I, I think
1: I was telling you, I think I was telling talking to you, I was watching, um, there's a TikTok guy I followed, uh, he's all into the assassination, and he was narrating the video of Oswald being led out to, you know, go to court or whatever, and he looks over to his left and sees Jack Ruby as if, what are you doing here? Like, he knew, like, who Ruby was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm and that's the face he gave yeah what are yeah. you doing here yeah so they definitely met before and i think his
1: wife is still i think she just passed where she might still be alive uh arena or whatever her name is
0: oh the one who said oh, my husband's a good guy but couldn't yeah. stand the fucking guy
1: yeah because he was he was bad to her like beat her and everything yeah he was a fucking yeah. dick
0: yeah I love how they use the fucking uh, Irene Oswald. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. We Harvey Oswald wife.
1: And can you imagine that funeral? Like, oh, man. Like, I don't think he had... I don't know if he had services, but just a burial. God, can you imagine the chaos? I know. Like
0: i think it uh yeah there's some like a million people in the area to like say goodbye same thing with lincoln though lincoln was dragged all over the fucking country for his funeral oh. oh yeah well i mean and that's a conspiracy too yeah that's a really good
1: conspiracy
0: yeah this this one has always eaten at me because from the first time i ever saw the zabruder film now mm-hmm. i'm not a marine i'm not a gun expert but the fucking bullet hit him in the front of the fucking head.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, it's physics. If yeah. I take a big fucking brick and I hit me right here, back <laughs> and to the left. But the weird thing was, why did they go after Clay Shaw? Like, what were you <laughs> trying to do? You mean, you mean Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. But, like, what was <laughs> the point of that? Like, even if you found him guilty, it doesn't prove anything. No,
1: and even you know I love I just love that conspiracy. Like, gets the guy the Joe Pesci guy. Have you ever seen real pictures of that guy? Yeah.
0: Woo. Man.
1: So David <laughs>
0: Ferry ended up dead.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Jack Ruby ended up dead. Mm-hmm. The private detective who knew Jack Ruby ended up dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Ruby ended up dead very shortly he got after cancer. <laughs> yeah, cancer. <laughs> Out of nowhere, cancer. Um, a lot of people ended up dead. And still, Jackie Onassis. I haven't seen the hysterical wife video. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, Mm -hmm. there was no social media. It's harder to see films. She probably knew when cameras were on her. I'm not saying she was a part of this. But like Chris Rock said, I'm not saying I'm for it, but I understand. You know, and I was reading an article
1: uh, about Jackie Kennedy and aristotle and his kids did not like her at all whose kids aristotle and asses yeah yeah yeah
0: Yeah. i I don't know man like i think she knew something was gonna happen it just feels that way or she went in the complete and total utter shock i mean that whole family just had, had a curse yeah. You know, so and Robert Kennedy was assassinated later. And then he had the fuck up Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy <laughs> was a piece of shit. His son dies in a fucking freak plane crash.
1: Uh Kennedy's the J uh JFK one, Jr. Yeah, I, I remember that it was like ninety nine, I think. Mm-hmm. It was right around Columbine, I think. Um, but and then like the nephew of whomever, David Schinkler, killed the girl, Mark yeah. Moxley. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and for years, he got away with it, too. Yeah. Piece of shit.
0: (laughs) So, guys, that was Kennedy. Something a little different. Something a little, you know, in the media. You're going to see a fucking ton of um, documentaries flooding the airs when this comes out. Yeah, there's a documentary on um, History Channel, like a new one. Yeah, but it's the Oswald story. I'm so tired of hearing the fucking Mm -hmm. Oswald story. This asshole... Barely got up the stairs, let alone pulled off these kill shots.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, it, everything I've ever read. And you can go to the last podcast on the left. They did, like, a three-parter on him. Yeah, extensive. He's one, yeah. a fuck-up. Like, he's fucked everything up. He shot yeah. himself in the arm while being a Marine. And he yeah. f- pulled off these three shots? No. I'm giving the dude... Uh, who's the dude that was killed? Chris... Punisher Chris. Uh, he, the movie was made after him, American. Uh, a sniper, yeah. Um, Chris, damn, yeah, Chris, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I think it is.
1: Pyle? No, I don't think pile, I think a gomer pile.
0: No, um, Chris Kyle, Chris Kyle, Chris Kyle, yeah. I'd give him 90% yeah, but percent even, some of, even
1: some of his stories
0: are, uh, were coming back like they were fabricated too. Mm, well, I've talked to a couple people that have actually like dropped him in the shit. That guy was legit. Some yeah. of it <coughs> might have been a little executed for Hollywood, but mm-hmm. that man did amazing fucking things in Iraq. Yeah, yeah. Alright, you got anything to have before we sign off? Until next Monday, Ugh, until next monday no just uh you know
1: guys have a happy thanksgiving enjoy your holidays don't eat too much and oh i'm gonna eat too much be mindful of black friday you know that's how hard movies are started
0: <laughs> go get the go get that tv yo just go get it <laughs> i'm getting closer to my 84 inch uh, i saw one man. for i think it was 805 I, That's want, not I want it in the 600 range. What, That's what, what I'm waiting
1: for. What's uh? What
0: brand? Uh, it was a Samsung. <laughs> That's great. I want an 85-incher for right over there. Because yeah. that'll be like the screening room mm-hmm, with the mm-hmm. popcorn maker over there. There you go. But Yeah, 85, take up just two, maybe three recliners next to you know nice. those movie theater seats. Yeah, yeah. That's the goal for that side. There you go. I got the studio here. Working on getting the green screen, so we can have a lot of fun Mm -hmm. at South Jersey Jason. Oh, live shows are coming. You saw the picture. I did. I tested it. As long as the Wi-Fi is good, we're cool. (coughs) Sorry, guys. I got another fucking head cold. And then, um, even if we don't have Wi-Fi, we can record right to the camera.
1: Charlie says, Happy Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You too, lady.
0: Maybe we'll meet you next year.
1: Yeah, maybe. I'm make we're making plans now. So don't forget, uh next haunt season, we're getting together. I don't want to hear if no ifs, ends, or buts.
0: Yeah, we're all doing a group trip to uh markovs.
1: Speaking of uh, yeah, speaking of which, uh, I'm I'm tempted to go to uh Field of Screams for their Christmas thing on the ninth.
0: How far is it for you? Like two hours?
1: Not even. Oh, 90 if... minutes.
0: They have a yeah. ten dollar off sale right now.
1: I saw that, yeah.
0: Yeah, they opened the two houses. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think we might go there for Christmas. We'll see. Nice. But yeah, we'll we'll work on that one. But uh, guys, if you haven't checked it out, the Halloween Haunts Award Show really kicked ass. Three hundred yeah. views. I love your
1: uh, like uh, before you announced like or ah uh, you something. like how yeah that dude. was really cool. I, yeah. I worked hard I felt, on I felt it. Felt like I was watching a legit award show. I know that's <laughs> what
0: I was going for, and yeah. like I was trying to get like chicks saying and the nominees are yeah, but yeah, they don't yeah. really say that. They go nominees for best of the, 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 the are. You should
1: just re re well. I, tarried, when I cut them.
0: it, when I cut it, it just seemed like and the nominee, Uh okay. it, it just wouldn't flow. And I wanted a couple different like mm-hmm. chicks that have been through it, like I don't know, Jennifer Lawrence or whatever, you know, yeah, just funny yeah, yeah. stuff. But none of them say and the nominees are. Yeah, okay. It just doesn't happen, right?
1: How about off season haunts? Oh, yeah, more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, surely. we'll we'll start, season. we'll start planning. I have free time now, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, the group trip's going to be to Markov's, so you might want to find a hotel down there because there ain't no getting out of there early. You talking to me? Oh yeah, I'm talking to you. Where's Markov's located? It is in Dickerson, Maryland. Oh, I gotta look that up. <laughs> and uh, depending on how early we go, shorts and t-shirt, my man, because it's a 1.7 mile attraction. And that's just one of them. There's two. God yeah,
1: damn.
0: dude. But it's it's some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. And that was the one with the Friday the 13th one, right? No, that's Valley of Fear. Ah, uh, Valley of Fear. That's okay. easy for you to get to. It's probably an yeah. hour from you. Okay. Yeah, you come with us when we go back there next year. Oh, hell yeah. All right, guys, but we're going to stop talking about haunts. This has been the Horror Podcast. We come out every Monday. Hit like, subscribe. Yell at us to tell us we're wrong. Who do you guys think killed Kennedy? One me. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. It's back.
1: How we host 365 Productions.